Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from HealthNetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? HealthNetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. HealthNetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at HealthNetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your host for the podcast. It's a Monday here on the show. Hope everyone had a good weekend and uh, is ready to tackle the week with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. I did. I went John Harbaugh there with the or Jim Harbaugh's father, right? To who made that quote famous? I, I say my, I say that a lot, man. But uh, Kyle, what's going on, man? I, I I saw you doing some marathons over the weekend. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, not. I am not a runner. <laughs> I am, for the record, I am absolutely not a runner. I'm a football player at heart. All of my exertion, I like in fifteen second or less second intervals. <laughs> So running a 10K is not my cup of tea. Um, about two years ago, I ran a half marathon and ran it in two hours and 12 minutes, I think, or 13 and, 13 and a half or whatever it is. Uh, the 10K, uh, after that race, after that half marathon, I put on a couple of LBs. I'll just we'll call a spade a spade here. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, most of it was muscle, some of it was not. And, uh, man, it it was my knees just as much as anything. That that pavement running is not for the – it's for the birds, man. It's brutal. So did you – you made it? You ran the whole 
was uh, it five miles? Yes, I I ran the entire ten k. Yes. Okay. Well, nicely done. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, good for you, man. I I went back to Top Golf this weekend, but you, uh, you son of a gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'm jealous. A little bit hooked. Yeah, man. I went on three times to Top Golf and used my member uh, login just to see if it had added any stats for me. Um, <laughs> it hadn't. So no, no, no. Sorry to hear that. But um, so this week, uh, training camp, NFL training camps uh, are in full swing. Uh, I actually plan on heading out to Panthers camp at the end of the week, taking in uh, some practice. And I don't know if uh, you'll get around to any camps this year, but uh, it's it's that time uh, where we have pretty much made it through the summer and, you know, new information is going to be coming out every day. Unfortunate injuries are going to happen. You know, all the training camp battles will have fully commenced. But what we want to do here today on the podcast is get into some of the rookies, some of the guys we just scouted for the 2017 NFL draft and, and who we think should be starting or guys that um, – are right in the thick of a battle. So uh, Kyle and I each have a few names each that we want to touch on here and uh, and really talk about some of these rookies who we think should be or are competing for starting jobs. Yeah, this is uh, – these aren't necessarily going to be earth-shattering names. If you guys listen to draft dudes throughout the course of the buildup to the NFL draft itself this year um, – I, I can only speak for myself. A lot of these are, are my guys. So um, guys that I really like throughout the process that maybe slipped a little bit. Some of them are for medical. Some of them because the position they play is not um, a premium position. So some of these guys really landed in favorable spots, though. And I think the landing of somebody like uh, just, for example, the first one that I'm going to talk about is Chris Wormley landing in uh, Baltimore. And him landing there as a third-round pick, uh, really, really like his potential to push uh, for a starting spot early on as a rookie. Uh, this this is a mesh of the value of a guy that was played defensive end, but he's probably an IDL. Uh, going to a three-man front team like Baltimore, uh, who, by the way, I absolutely love their roster construction in the front seven right now. A lot of fun, young names. Uh, names like Matt Judon, Kamale Correa, Tyus Bowser, Tim Williams, Chris Wormley, Carl Davis, Bronson Kafusi, Willie Henry, Brandon Williams, uh, Terrell Suggs is still there. Joe, there's a lot to work with here. A lot of good football players, and I ultimately think looking at the, the three-man front that they have, uh, they've got Brandon Williams and Carl Davis as the two nose tackle, uh, too deep. Uh, and then Brent Urban and Willie Henry are currently slotted to start at the end positions. I think Wormley's better than both. I, I, I realistically see him, even if he doesn't get it right off the bat, I think eventually you will see Chris Wormley starting as a rookie for the Baltimore Ravens, which speaks quite a bit because there's a good amount of talent there in that front seven. Yeah, I like Wormley a lot, and I really like what the Ravens did for their entire draft uh, to build up that defense. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, like they know how to draft over there, man. Yeah, I always weird. love what the Ravens do. 
Uh, first guy I want to mention, um, Zay Jones, wide receiver, Buffalo Bills. I know everyone's going to dog me for going Bills here, but when I think about rookies and guys that uh, are needed to start and really emerge, I mean, Zay Jones is is pretty much the definition of that when you look at this Buffalo receiving arsenal. It's Sammy Watkins, who's, you know, as we know, injury-prone, super talented when he's healthy, makes an obvious impact, but uh, he's, he's had his his battles with injuries and so right now when you look at what's behind him on the roster you're looking at like philly brown and andre holmes and and that's it (laughs) so so zay jones becoming that number two receiver is important right away i know he was the all-time leading uh in receptions in uh in college football history so you know he's buffalo needs him to be productive you know that route running skills that he has he's he tested a lot better athletically than I thought he would. So, you know, for that to show up on the field. And then, you know, that player that we saw at the Senior Bowl where he really dominated in the game and had some good good wins at the catch point, that's what Buffalo is going to need out of him uh, because right now that, that group is underwhelming. Anquan Bolden is in for a visit on Monday. So, you know, I don't know if he'll be signed. But in either case, Zay Jones emerging, emerging as the number two or as the slot is, is needed, and, and it's right there for him to take. Man, what a cheap cop-out. Joe Marino going with a Buffalo Bills wide receiver after they lost, what, probably 60% of their targets last year? Yeah, Robert Woods, Marquise Goodwin, Justin Hunter, all those guys, you you can like them or not, but those guys were important players and they're not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, The next guy I want to talk about is a player I had, uh, I thought was a first-round caliber player. Uh, Where he actually would have gone remains to be seen. Because uh, there was some medical red tape with him, but that's Eddie Jackson, the free safety out of Alabama. Joe, I know you were a fan as well. Uh, really liked his 2015 tape. 2016 seemed like he had some teammates that really stepped up and made plays around him before he got hurt and missed the rest of the year. But Joe, I want to read to you uh, the Chicago Bears, which is where Eddie Jackson landed at, at the beginning of round four. Uh, read you the Bears' free safety depth chart, and you let me know what you think. Adrian Amos, uh, fifth rounder from Penn State in 2015, Chris Prusinski, and uh, DeAndre Houston Carson. (laughs) Those are the three, that's the top three uh, in in Chicago's free safety depth chart. And even if you shift over to strong safety, they have Quentin Debs, who is a strong free agent signing from Houston, Harold Jones Quarterly and Dion Bush. It's I right mean, there. Eddie it is on a tee, man. Yeah. It is sitting right there on a tee. And uh this one uh was prompted to me. This was actually kind of one of the ideas that, that got me excited to do this podcast. Uh if you don't if you're a Bears fan and you don't follow Aaron Lemming on Twitter, um I don't know what you're doing, first of all. Uh, but highly recommend you follow him. Uh, he got some kickback for suggesting that Jackson would push Adrian Amos for the starting role at free safety for the Bears this year. And Bears fans uh, really pushed back on that idea. And I think Amos was kind of romanticized for his rookie season. I didn't think he played up to that same caliber last year. And I don't think Bears fans realize they have a potential steal in Eddie Jackson. And um, 
Uh, from all accounts, it, se- it sounds like medically he's 100% a go and ready and uh, back to 100%. And if he is, uh, I really think he- he's going to take that starting free safety job in Chicago. Yeah, and you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent here, but when you look at this Bears team, a team that struggled over the last couple seasons, you have to think John Fox is on the hot seat. This rookie class that they have doesn't look like it's going to have much return on investment. So a guy like Eddie Jackson becoming that starting free safety and becoming the player that I know you think he can become is really important because Mitch Trubisky, you know, he, he's probably not going to play this year. Adam Shaheen is a D3 or D2, excuse me, tight end that they took at 45 overall. Eddie Jackson, their fourth-round pick. Then Tarek Cohen, who's a pocket rocket running back, more of a depth guy. And then Jordan Morgan out of Kutztown, who's you know not really a guy that I anticipate getting on the field for the Bears. I mean, they have an outstanding offensive line, especially on the interior. I, you know, I don't know where the production right now this year is coming from in this rookie class if it's not Eddie Jackson. Well, I could tell you exactly where it's going to come from. They're counting on Kevin White to be a part of this yeah. rookie class. Uh, and they better hope that he is, because if he's not, then we're really in trouble, uh, us Kevin right. White truthers. Uh, yeah. What a great college player he had that that, oh, that yeah. season. He When he broke out, um, just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But um, that's going to be big to watch, because they're going to have to get contributions from him uh, offensively and defensively. I mean, looking at the two deep, Eddie Jackson's the only – potential player that that's a a first year player uh, in the two deep and Joe the bears for me are weird again, not to get off on too much of a side tangent, but I really love their, their 15 and 16 classes. I thought they did a great job drafting the last couple years and it seemed like the, the deviation was, was very steep. You know, I'm, I'm all on board with Trubisky being the pick. You think he's a franchise quarterback. Great. But Shaheen in round two, uh, Tarek Cohen just seemed like he kind of missed the mark. Jordan Morgan, uh, uh, my area of the woods, it's pronounced Kutztown, Joe. Kutztown. Kutztown. Not Kutztown. Kutztown. No, not Kutztown. It's Kutztown. I said it right then. You said Kutztown. Anyway, you know, it's, it's <laughs> just this draft class really kind of took me by surprise because I historically have liked what the Bears have done the last couple years. I mean, they've landed uh, Eddie Goldman and – Nick Kwiatkowski and uh, Jordan Howard, you know, they, they, they've really done a solid job drafting Cody Whitehair. Mm-hmm. And, and then this year, it just, it, it's kind of curious to see, okay, did what caused them to deviate away or what made us be so wrong about their draft class? We shall see the next player. I want to talk about Dan Feeney, the offensive guard for the Los Angeles chargers. Um, so many reasons I'm excited about him and him potentially being a starter right away for San Diego. Uh, first of all, uh, when I watched his tape, you know, I, the player that I couldn't get out of my mind was Richie Incognito, who I think they're both really strong finishers, really good in space, really good at working their body into position and, and knocking people on their ass. And uh, Anthony Lynn is the head coach of the of the Los Angeles Charger, former Buffalo Bills running backs coach and offensive coordinator. And I think he's got that clone, that same type of player. So I'd love to see him inserted right away and, and you know let him uh, prove me right on that comparison. But when you look at the San Diego depth chart, now I know they took Forrest Lamp a little bit earlier in the draft, who I think should be one of their starters. But uh, when you look at the rest of it, it's Spencer Pulley, Matt Slauson, and, and Dan Feeney really to compete for 
the other interior spots. And, and I'd love to see Lamp and Feeney, my number 10 and 12 prospects from the 2017 draft uh, as the starting guards right away for the Chargers. And I think that uh, they will give Anthony Lynn what he's looking for in interior offensive linemen uh, to create that space and uh, and replicate the rushing success that he had with LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo. You, you turn that right into you know Melvin Gordon over there in, in Los Angeles, and, and I think Dan Feeney could be that catalyst that he needs to really open up lanes for uh, for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I want to stay on the offensive line and talk about. Uh, another offensive guard, Joe. This was one of your guys going back to last summer, and that's Pitts' Dorian Johnson. Uh, landed in Arizona, slid to the fourth round with some some medical questions that came up late in the process. And, um, you know, Arizona's got DJ Humphreys at left tackle, was a tackle I like quite a bit in 15, Mike Ayupati, A.Q. Shipley, uh, Evan Bame, and Jared Valdir. Uh, Dorian Johnson pushing Evan Bame, I, I think, is something that can – can happen, and I think should happen. Uh, I think Johnson is much more effective at the point of attack. Uh, he's a people mover. He uproots. He, he generates push. Uh, getting consistent holes for David Johnson, who I believe only averaged 4.2 yards per carry last year, uh, is going to be big. IU Potty's a, a butt kicker on the other side, and uh, getting Dorian Johnson, uh, who I thought was pretty technically sound, uh, has good athleticism for the position, used to be uh, a very highly coveted offensive tackle prospect coming out of high school into college. Um, it, it just, for me, it makes sense. I thought it was a home run selection for them. Uh, I think he's going to step in and really give them uh, solid guard play to complement athletic offensive tackles in Veldier and, and DJ Humphreys. And, and I think it's going to be a nice complement to what they have and really help them round out their running game. Yeah, they need to protect Carson Palmer. That was a big par- problem with that team last year. Um, for, for me, the next guy that I want to mention might be a little bit surprising, but uh, uh, that's uh, Alex Anzalone. Florida Gator, now New Orleans Saint. I, I watched um, Ralph Webb over the weekend for our summer work. A good Running player. back from Vanderbilt. Yeah, good player. Uh, and, and the guy that I, I was uh, watching and I couldn't get my eyes off of was Anzalone on the other side of the football, man. Uh, I just uh, My appreciation that I had for him after the Senior Bowl and watching his tape uh, last, uh, well, I guess winter, you know, all came back to me. And I saw the player that uh, – I was so disappointed to see he get injured so much at Florida. That's the only thing with Anzalone. Everything else is outstanding. Uh, this is a guy that uh, I, I think New Orleans needs a player like this on their second level. You know, a guy that, that uh, is going to be just an animal on the football field that has sideline to sideline range, plays with his hands, plays physical, and, and just has that animal mentality. You know, high urgency player, a guy that'll stick his face in a fan, right? Uh, I think the Saints need that on the second level, and I think he can be that. Now, I know that uh, he's had his injury concerns, but you know, he's not injured right now. So uh, I'd love for him to, to really go in and, and win one of those linebacker jobs. I think he can probably fit in. You know, he's, he's, he could probably fit any spot, even though I like him probably best on the strong side. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's nothing on this, this depth chart that makes me think, you know, Anzalone couldn't be one of the best three right now. Manti Teo and Darnell Ellaby, uh, Darnell Ellaby and A.J. Klein slated to be their starters. Get, get Alex Anzalone on there and let him uh, run around and be a physical presence on the second level. I'd love to see that in New Orleans. And yeah, why you got to bring up Darnell Ellaby like that? 
<laughs> well, uh, I didn't realize you had a soft spot for him. He was garbage. I, I don't. He okay. was one of the big free agents. I think yeah. it was the Mike Wallace year for the Dolphins. Yes. They signed Mike yes, Wallace and Danelle Ellaby in the in the first day. $100 million. Uh, a lot of money for uh, – I think he got 100 cheap tackles and then uh, some health issues, and uh, I'm going to drink myself to sleep tonight. Thanks, Joe. It's great. My last guy might feel like a bit of a cop-out for a couple of reasons, but hear me out. This is a player I had – with a first-round grade on, he was one of my top ten overall players. Uh, who could I possibly be talking about? I'm talking about Cam Robinson, offensive tackle. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars now, former Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, Robinson went early in the second round. Uh, but if I'm looking over the Jaguars' death chart, uh, there are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and a Brandon Albert injury. So... Brandon Albert's currently slated to be the left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I I think, uh, regardless of if Albert gets hurt or not, I think Robinson is going to find his way onto the field. Uh, looking through their one through five, they have Albert, Earl Watford, Brandon Linder, A.J. Can, and Jeremy Parnell. Uh, not a lot that gets me super excited. Uh, I thought Can uh, was a little overdrafted in 15, went in the third round. Uh, Linder went in the third round in 2014. Watford signed on from Arizona, and Parnell signed on from Dallas. My, uh, Albert came over in a trade for uh, essentially peanuts. You know, they, they did uh, Julius Thomas to Dolphins for, I believe, a sixth round, and then the Jaguars got Brandon Albert for a seventh round in a separate trade, something along those lines. Uh, Robinson has youth. He's got natural athleticism, which is something that is beginning to wane on Brandon Albert. Uh, I think Albert would be uh, much better served inside if his ego steps aside and lets him continue to play in an area that's going to best serve himself for the team. So Robinson, early second round pick, was a player that was very well regarded by many throughout the draft process, slid a little bit. Uh, some off-the-field questions, some boneheaded plays on the field. Uh, but I ultimately think uh, that's a player that I think Jacksonville's going to have a hard time keeping off the field in the long run this year. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. My last guy is going to be quarterback Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be the immediate starter in Houston. And that's something I just don't agree with. Um, I don't see any reason to waste any time and not go ahead and, and name Deshaun Watson the starter. Let him start taking those first team reps. I mean, Tom Savage is right now is the guy that they're – uh, you know, in competition or, or has the upper hand in this in this battle, and and um, there's not a lot of upside there. You know, you gave up a, a you know first round pick to move up and get Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's ready. Deshaun Watson's 
had a storied college career. He's been in in the college football playoffs every year. He's been to the ACC championships. He's played his heroically well in the national championship games. I mean, this is a guy who's who's been to the biggest stages he possibly could have had to this point in his career and performed outstandingly. I don't even know if that's a word outstandingly, but I just I just said it. Uh, and and the alternative is Tom Savage. So uh, you look at this Houston team. This is a team that without JJ Watt. And with Brock Osweiler as a starting quarterback, won its division. You know, you, you get both, you get Watt back, and now you have an upgrade in Watson at quarterback. Watson, uh, I think, fits really well with the current um, infrastructure of that Houston offense with New Hopkins on the outside and Will Fuller, the speed guy, and having a, an, an, an exciting slot option like Braxton Miller. C.J. Fedora Rich is a good tight end. Lamar Miller is the running back. They got Deonta Foreman as the other running back. I think they just need Deshaun Watson to come in and drive the ship, and I think he can do that. I mean, he's done that at Clemson. He's has He's been around those similar types of players where he can facilitate that offense You know, with a good, you know, a proven quarterback coach like Bill O'Brien. Let's go. Well, I don't need, you know, if you're going to have him start at any point this year, all you're doing is making it more difficult by having him split time with Tom Savage right now. Go ahead and give him that starter's uh, that starter's role. Have him take all the reps with the one. Treat him like he's the starter. Prepare him for this job, and let's go. I don't see any reason to roll with Tom Savage for any any period of time unless Deshaun Watson just doesn't have the playbook down or he's just egregious in practice. But otherwise, let's go with Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's going to happen, but I want to head and get it out. Go ahead and get it out now that Deshaun Watson should be the starting quarterback as soon as they open camp this week. And I love it. I am right there with you, Joe. I, I totally agree. Uh, don't delay the inevitable, right? It's yeah. it's gonna it's bound to happen, whether it happens week one or week four. You might as well get the grown pains out of the way early. Uh, what an outstandingly good uh, <laughs> monologue to, to wrap the show from Joe. That is going to do it for us today here on The Draft Dudes. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, to another episode of the Draft Dudes. We are up over 70 episodes uh, available for you to listen, courtesy of Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. If you're listening on the site, you probably have. If you've listened on iTunes, uh, you probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. Uh, But please, if you enjoyed the show, go back, listen to more of our takes. We like to uh, cover a lot of ground. We've done our best to really uh, establish a strong knowledge base uh, going all the way back to uh, after the Senior Bowl when we were talking about the 17 prospects that we just finished talking about today, or if we're talking about seniors that uh, are coming up in the 2018 NFL Draft class, we have plenty of takes for you guys. We highly encourage you to check it out. Uh, if you like the show, please click subscribe, give us a follow, give us some feedback. You can do so on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review, preferably five stars. I heard Joe buys rounds for five-star reviews, so I can't <laughs> confirm that, but it's just something I've heard. Um, and, and be sure to swing over to NDTScouting.com and FanRag Sports and check out uh, Joe and I's latest as well. Uh, we are constantly putting things up at both places. Uh, FanRag, uh, we are so thankful to have them as our home, and uh, they're our partner for NDTScouting.com. A ton of great content um, As I said, we are signing off for today. We will be back again on Wednesday with another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Gio Marino. Happy Monday, guys. What does your morning sound like? Uh, Goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? 
Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The sausage McMuffin with egg and the sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.